Good day, dear listeners. Steve Peda here with the Management Group in Podcast. And today, my guest is Tracy Gregorio, the CEO of G2Ops Inc., a fast-growing cybersecurity company that helps companies stay ahead of cybercrime and IT threats by identifying and measuring weaknesses before incidents occur, then providing remediation priorities based on individual business and financial risk thresholds. Tracy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Steve. Great to be here. You're not far from me. I'm in Richmond, Virginia. You're down in the Virginia Beach, Hampton Roads area. So I rarely get guests who are close to me. Maybe you should have done this in person, but now we're doing it virtually. So tell me, Tracy, a little bit about the entrepreneurial journey that you have had, your past to running an Inc. 5000 company. How did that happen? Oh, thanks, Steve. Great to be here today. Yeah, it's been a great career that I've had. And I took an early interest in computers. That great high school teacher introduced me to computer programming. And then my dad also, he kind of had saw that it was going to be a, a need and that technology was going to be leading a lot in the future. So I took the early interest. I majored in computer science went to work for a company right out of college doing computer programming, learned a lot about database management. And as I reflect back on my career, I really like solving problems, managing projects, said yes a lot to uh, managers who wants to lead this or solve that. And I, I think I just got to learn a lot about business throughout my career. When you manage people, you learn about human resources, budgeting, management, and that all helps you when you do want to launch a business. So I think just saying yes and learning how to maximize resources. So I always treated employers' budget or whatever they asked me to manage as my own, which is what entrepreneurs do. How can I maximize this investment no matter who's making it? So... That's right. So, okay, but uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to run a company. Just right. To do that. So, how did that uh, happen? Right. So, it was a, this is our 10th year for G2 Ops. And my husband actually wanted to do something together. And he saw a need model based system engineering, which I know we'll talk about soon, is a methodology in system engineering. When things are built, what are the requirements you're trying to meet? How do you design them? How do you test them? How do you bring in new capability? That's our focus. And a lot of uh, big companies do that very well. You know, banks, Amazon, they manage all their resources globally and understand what they have. But the Department of Defense and the Navy, sometimes they're a little bit behind using technology. And we just saw a gap and we said, we're going to go after that niche in system engineering and understanding requirements and how things are affected from a cybersecurity standpoint. So that's, we went in with that, made an investment ourselves to launch the company. And anyway, it's just been doing good work has led us to where we are. So yeah, it was a risk that could have gone a lot of different ways, but you put time in it and effort. And anyway, it's a good experience, been a good experience. Always learning though. So. Well, you make it sound easy. And that's what happens if someone is good at something, they make it look easy to right. the outsider, but I'm sure it wasn't like mm -hmm. that. So let's talk about the framework that you have developed and built G2Ops around. Uh, so mm -hmm. what is this mental model that 
you have discovered and developed that allows you to grow your business and make it more powerful? Yeah, I think what I've learned over time is your team, your employees, your vendors, anyone you work with, they like structure and they like to understand your priorities. So we came up with three things, growth, security, and brand. Mm -hmm. And we want to talk about those. We talk about them regularly. You know, if I'm presenting it on all hands for the company, I'm talking about growth, security, brand. When our managers report up to us every week, let's say in a report, growth, security, brand. So that's kind of been our framework to how we wrap bounds around what we're doing and try to move the company forward. But why are those three the priorities? Why are those three the most important in your mind? Right. And, you know, it's funny because you said I make it sound easy. It is hard <laughs> running a business. As you know, you always get hit with uh, hit with things unexpectedly. Like right now, we're going through an audit. We're a defense contractor. The government looks at everything. They're going through 2021. It's just hard. Always, um, I'm trying to focus on the future, but then I got to look back a couple years and answer questions. But anyway, we came up with those and it was really learning what should be the three parties. But growth is about increasing revenue, having new projects for employees to work on. They want to work on their career. What's going to challenge them, give them uh, different opportunities. And then when you focus on growth, it's innovation, how are we going to do things differently? Growth is also retaining these employees that we have. I can't grow. We don't have have that employee base. And then growth is good for the economy. We're in three different cities, our offices, San Diego, Arlington, and Virginia Beach. So we make relationships with economic development officers. How can they help us fuel growth? Growth covers a lot of things. And it brings energy to your company. Uh-huh. We focus on the Navy. We've expanded to the Air Force. Now we're looking at Space Force. And it excites our employee base, too, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. see that. So it's not just growth for growth sake. It's just healthy. And then on the security side, you initially think, oh, I got to protect my customer data, my assets. We initially think physical security, cybersecurity. But it's also security of your cash flow, right? Mm -hmm. So we are very rigorous on processes. How do we do invoicing? What day does it have to go out? And Mm -hmm. and following those processes for onboarding new employees, what's everything that has to be accomplished so we don't miss something? So we're very process-driven. We system engineer, (laughs) not just for our customers, but our own company. And that gives you security in many ways. So the theme this year, and it came from a book I was reading, was routine sets you free. So you can focus on mm-hmm. focus on other things. So security is, of course, physical and protecting our customer data, but then also the security of our company and the future of it. Yeah. And then the brand, when we first started, it was like, let's think like a Fortune 500. We hear about those companies all the time. We respect them. They invest a lot in their brands. And it's how they talk about themselves, present themselves. But it's also, we hope, <laughs> the quality they're delivering to their customers. You know, when you think about the customer service of some of those companies. So we said we want to differentiate from our competitors. Yeah, we're a small company, 
but let's not act like one and let's not use it as an excuse. Oh, we're small. Sorry, we made that mistake. You know, our goal is to have a higher perceived value and really attract very good talent. A players, because they like working around other Mm -hmm. great people. So smart people working around other top talent. It keeps them at the top of their game too. So that's how we came up with those three little words, gross security brand, and it encompasses quite a few things, but it's helped us with our roadmap. Yeah, I love it. You talk, you're talking my language of the Fortune 500, the visioning, setting this higher standard. I was watching this Netflix series on Spotify recently, and it was amazing that they built Spotify by hiring the best people, which meant they went out and they out offered those people, even though they had nothing, but they just wanted the best engineers. They wanted the best PR person, the best lawyer, Mm -hmm. the best artist, so that they know that if they get the best people together, they're going to figure it out. They will not rest until they are going to be make the company the best as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I I love that philosophy. Mm -hmm. So I was reading your website and it was really, I was really struck by this idea of talking about products. So most cybersecurity companies, they are service oriented. Right. Uh, they think about it's, it's all about maybe being a system integrator, bringing all those things together. And mm-hmm. uh, especially when you serve the military, uh, the Navy, uh, big defense contractors, you want to play it safe. And the tendency would be to go after those already proven outside products and bring them on. But what you, your strategy seems to be that you have your own products, you're developing your own products. So tell me a little bit about your what inspired your team to develop your own products and mm-hmm. what is your strategy there? So, yeah, you fall into it <laughs> and then you're like, wow, I've got something here that other people may find useful. We use model-based system engineering as a methodology. It's an application, it's tools, it's big databases. But a lot of the tools we use have APIs that allow us to add capability to them. And then, so when we're doing the system engineering work, how can I bring information in from my customers in a better way? I may create capability for one customer. Oh, how can I use it? across my other growing customer base, one, to drive down costs for them, but to improve our capabilities. So yeah, you it's we hire a lot of engineers, electrical, mechanical system, but then there's a whole software component too to make things run a little faster. And we collect a lot of data because we manage complex systems and how they're integrated, or software cables, how they're integrated together. And we're like, wow, what can we do with all this data? And it's pushed us to develop products. And the the government has a small business innovation research program, and that's a congressional budget. And how can we invest in these small companies to develop some products using so it's data we're collecting from our customer like wow we can take that data and then help them even look into and visualize cyber risk across these systems and or one of our newer projects is how can they build resiliency cyber resiliency into the product so we've created these tools and they're very they're in use 
They're for a particular customer. We didn't know we were going to be a product company. And now, Steve, we're kind of at a crossroads. Are we going to productize, commercialize? Who else could use them? That would be an investment by us. Is it a platform as a service, software as a service? So we're really going through that Mm -hmm. review and research right now. But products, they brought energy, gives us something else to talk about to other potential customers. Oh, we have these additional capabilities that come with G2 Ops when you use us or choose us. I love what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I'm making a lot of notes, which maybe I'm not supposed to on a live <laughs> podcast, but I can't resist. I love this idea of turning your yourself into a product company, then turning mm-hmm. your products into a platform, and then you're selling the platform as a service. One of the great examples is Adobe, who started mm-hmm. out with the Photoshop and some simple things, and then they kept adding things, and then they turned it into a, pla- a subscription platform. Right. They are now a multi-billion company, and mm-hmm. essentially for for graphic artists, they are indispensable. So mm-hmm. how do you make that? That is fantastic. One thing that you mentioned here is this idea of collecting data and building cyber resiliency into businesses. And I was reading your website and you talk about the digital twinning. And I looked around a little bit to understand a little bit more, but I'm still not there. Can you explain what digital twinning means and how does it help companies create this cyber resilience? Okay. Yeah. And you'll see a lot of different definitions of it. (laughs) So I'll give you what we're doing. And so a lot of times customers, when you think about, I'll just use a submarine, for example. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because we're, we support the fleet there. A submarine is a puzzle and the components of the submarine are built by companies all across the United States. Hopefully not too many outside, but anyway. And then the electric boat or Newport News shipbuilding, they're the ones pulling it together and putting this puzzle together. Some of our customers oversee some of the complex systems, all right, within, all right, Mm -hmm. like navigation or communication, all right, or sonar. And these are complex systems that have been developed in a silo, all right? say by the big companies, Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, and they've got, how are they coming together? All right. Data has to be shared between these systems. All right. And we build what's called, it's a digital twin. All right. Of the hardware, software, interfaces, the cables. Okay. Everything. So the twin exists in a database so here's what I, here's what I'm building, or here's what on, is on my ship today. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's a digital twin of it. All right. Living in a database, secure database, <laughs> and then if I make a change, upgrade. All right. Or replacement. Or what? How does it impact me from a cyber posture standpoint? So it's kind of a simulation. Yes. Yeah. And it's different. It's not 3D digital twin. Okay. It's really showing how they're connected. All right. So how we talk to each other, what are the requirements for the, for one system to talk to another, what are the requirements? How is that met? It's met by this software, or I've got to use this type of communication mechanism. So we help manage all that complexity 
and allow them to do analysis if they're making a upgrade change. Here's okay, here's the cyber posture change. And guess what? They might not be able to do anything about it. All right. Because mm-hmm. the ship's got to get underway or we need it or mm-hmm. it's deployed, but it gives them information about the cyber posture. That's just a very simple example. Mm-hmm. So we don't, we're not actually touching the equipment. We're not on the ship. All right. But we are creating a digital twin. Is it about modeling the relationships and thinking about and visualizing it? Yes. Or is there maybe a way to test these things as well? Exactly. And our customers use that model, that digital twin, for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Some it's all about cyber. Some it's configuration management. Some it's reliability planning. Mm -hmm. So, and that's what our company, we can do. Once you've made that investment, what else can you do with that data? Mm-hmm. So we try to bring that to them. So we talk cyber heavy on our website because that's the number one thing. But there are other capabilities once you've made that investment and created that digital twin. And mm-hmm. then you have to maintain the digital twin. Yeah. So I love it. It's, mm-hmm. it's very interesting. It's mm-hmm. it's very necessary, it sounds like. You've got right. these nuclear submarines out there mm-hmm. and there are so many systems on it. And if you don't have a way to always visualize and test and stress test your assumptions and what's happening there, then you are exposed to risk and mm-hmm. it's really hard to correct. So you can't afford to just go out and fix the submarine. They are out wherever in Asia and you right. can't get to them. So they have to be foolproof, basically. Right. Which, mm-hmm. is, which is very hard. I'd like to switch gears here a little bit and I'd like to ask you about your strategic partnering. So you are mm-hmm. partnering with leading companies like Lockheed, AT&T, Oracle, and you talked about this framework of the growth security applying to those partnerships as well. So how does that apply and how do you help your partners with these three things, growth, security, and brand? First of all, you have to meet them, <laughs> meet these companies. So it takes a lot of networking, or you may hire someone who had worked there before. You have to get introductions and what's your credibility. Maybe start with a small project, but it's really delivering to them. And it's we laugh about it sometimes. Some of these companies have tens of thousands of employees, yet they'll want G2 Ops to do this one small project for them. And, and we're thrilled. And what we do, let's do it. Let's deliver it on time, on schedule, (laughs) on or under budget, and just build up our credibility with them. Mm -hmm. And they come back to you time and time again for niche projects. And that's where we honed in reliable. And I tell even our back office, it's not just our project execution or deliverables, but every interaction with them has to be, we don't want to be a pain to work with. (laughs) Oh, their invoices are always wrong or they make other mistakes. So we try to, no matter who we're interfacing at those companies, try to deliver high quality so that we're easy to work with Mm -hmm. and everything. And they like working with small businesses because sometimes they can get stuff done quicker or they may not have an expertise or they can't take people off other projects. And so anyway, just TNT was one we added a couple years ago. We speak at conferences. I try to get our team out and someone will hear you 
at a conference and then call and want to meet. They require a lot of face-to-face and meeting and vetting because it's their reputation too. But it's, it's just worked out well for us. So a lot of our work, we have our own prime contracts that we've won, projects with the government, but then we also do a lot of subcontracting work for the bigs. We call them the bigs. And you learn a lot from them too. Can we take away? What can we learn from them? They come for us for one thing. What are they doing well that we can learn from? So it's been very beneficial to us. That's the beauty of the consulting business that you're always learning and you can, Mm -hmm. you get a paid engagement to the customer and you discover something and you can productize it and then you can sell it to another customer. So the more I think about this Three ideas, the growth security, bro. More I like it because mm-hmm. basically the growth is necessary. So we need to grow. We need to attract great people, right? We need to mm-hmm. become be thought leaders. The security, we have to protect the downside. So it's okay to grow, but growth is risky. We have to be mindful of the downside, make sure that we are hedging our risks. And then the brand. So that's the big picture, the vision. How are you gonna be that company that what is your perspective, where you can grow to and what you can become. I love it. Um, Mm -hmm. This is fantastic. So Tracy, tell me if listeners would like to learn more about G2 Ops Inc., Mm -hmm. about what you do, you guys work, where they can hear you, or maybe conferences, your thought leadership. What can they do? Where can they go and how can they connect with you? Okay. Yeah, we, of course, have a website, g2-ops.com. But we do spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. So G2Ops or my own, Tracy Gregoria. But we that's where we would post upcoming speaking engagements, what's going on, interesting things about who we're working with. So those are the best two channels. We're, of course, on Twitter and everything. But that's where we um, promote most things. Yeah, LinkedIn is the place. So mm-hmm. do go and check out. So Tracy Gregoria, the CEO of G2Ops, Inc., Mm-hmm. If you'd like to learn more about how they can help you with growth, security, and building your brand, and essentially system engineer your company so that it is going to go faster and better and more reliably, <laughs> and go to g2-ops.com or LinkedIn, Tracy Gregorio, you can check Tracy there and follow follow the company on LinkedIn as well, which you can, which we can do now. So then you will see all the speaking engagements. Fantastic. Tracy really enjoyed having you on the show and I wish you continued success with growing into that fortune 500 where you're going. (laughs) Thank you, Steve. It's a pleasure and best of luck to you too. And thank you for what you do. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. All right.